celebrating classics and creating new ones. Only on the Music Vibes Podcast. Now, here's your host, DC Hendrix. And welcome into the Music Vibes Podcast. I am your host, DC Hendrix. Glad to be back with you guys. Appreciate you for making time for us and finding us on your favorite podcast. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are available. Go ahead and make us one of your favorites. So very excited for this episode as I'm going to be joined by a returning guest. But if you're just tuning in and you're a new listener, we have Dr. Kenneth Womack, who's an author of so many different Beatles books. And we got a new guest that is making their first debut on the Music Vibes podcast. And that is Kit O'Toole. Let's start with, you know, both of you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you very much. So glad to be back here. And you do such great work. Uh, it's a privilege. And thank you, DC. It's just a, I'm honored to be uh, on for my my first visit. Absolutely. So, Kent, let's start with you. Go ahead and introduce yourself, not only to me, but to the audience as well. So what exactly brings Kent O'Toole to the Music Vibes podcast? But what fantastic work do you do that refers to the Beatles and music in general? Well, thank you very much. Uh, I, uh, I've been uh, writing about music uh well, at least for 25 years or, or more now. Um, I love all different kinds of music. Uh, Beatles is uh, one of my specialties. I've uh, written a book uh, called Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours to the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks. And I also co-edited a, a book with, uh, with Ken uh, called the, uh, Fandom and the Beatles, the act you've known for all these years where we, uh, along with some of the top scholars out there, have explored um, what it means to be a Beatles fan um, and uh, and all different kinds of, of fandom out there from first generation fans through today. Um, and uh, I look at uh, in my book and I also wrote a column uh, called Deep Beatles where I look at the uh, songs that are the lesser known tracks, not the big hits of the Beatles, but the B-sides, the album tracks and and really take a deep dive into them to find out you know, what made the Beatles so special, what they, you know, how they changed music. Um, I also uh, write about R&B. That's my other, my other passion. I wrote a book called Michael Jackson FAQ, All That's Left to Know About the King of Pop. And I've taught courses uh, in Motown, Philadelphia Soul, uh, Stevie Wonder. So that's, that's my other big passion. So I love writing about it, teaching about it, and speaking about music. Wow, I had no idea about the R&B side. So I'm a program director for an R&B radio station. So I'm sure to bring you on, especially in the future, when I look back on some R&B. So that's awesome. Obviously, you know, that brings you to covering the Beatles Festival. Now, Dr. Kenneth Womack, before we get into this fantastic festival with the both of you, once again, in case someone's listening to this podcast for the first time, um, I know know now that you and Kit both co-wrote a book together, you know, what other fantastic work have you done, obviously, Dr. Womack? Well, I, I specialize in writing about the artistic achievement of the Beatles. I'm mostly concerned about my project is about trying to understand how all of this great music was made in such a camp, compact period of time mm-hmm. by four folks who might not have seemed prepared for the achievement that they created. So um, I, I my, my work is devoted to that area. I'm currently writing about a, an important aspect of the Beatles in their roadie, Mal Evans, who was killed by the L.A. police in 1976. His life has been shrouded in mystery, and uh, he was a key part of the Beatles' success, and I'm digging into why. 
Absolutely. Great stuff as always. And obviously the Beatles, the greatest band of all time. Um, this is a debate I've brought up several times. I actually got into some heated debates, guys. Um, you know, <laughs> people always bring up the Rolling Stones because they're still they're still going. And I'm like, look, I respect the Rolling Stones, but the Beatles and you just knocked it out of the park, Dr. Womack. And I know we talked about this before, but the body of work that the Beatles put together in such a small time, it, it speaks for itself. I mean, their catalog that they put together in just, you know, that decade or so is greater than what I think the Rolling Stones have put out throughout all these decades that they've been around. So I'm with you 100%. And that's why I'm very excited to be covering this Beatles festival. Now, this is my first time covering this festival. So have either of you attended this festival before? Oh, yes. (laughs) Ed, I think you've been going, what, since you were five or something? (laughs) (laughs) No, not not quite that long, but but certainly since the early 90s, since I was just just a youngin in college. Yes, I uh, I've been going since then to the Chicago Fest. Mm -hmm. I've been going that long. I've been going to the New York one since uh, probably around 2015 or so. It is something not to be missed, let me tell you. I mean, it is uh, three days of, you know, nonstop music, live music. Uh, you will meet uh, people that uh, are, you know, connected to the Beatles in in one shape or another, either the, mm. the Beatles or the solo years. You will uh, meet uh, authors such as ourselves. Uh, you will meet, um, of course, fellow fans uh, from around the world. It's it's just a weekend you will never forget. Yeah, and as you said, you've been attending this festival since the early '90s, which is almost as old as I am. So just to just not not to not to uh, date you or anything. Uh, yeah, Kate, yeah. Thanks, DC. You, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, Dr. Romack, she probably won't be back after that statement. This is probably she'll be one and done after that one. Um, well, it's but, too bad. But she had a good run, didn't she? <laughs> she had a great run. <laughs> great run. <laughs> no, but can't. You know, this is and I wanted to, you know, dig in deep with this with you. And I asked the question because I did believe that you have attended this festival many times. So, you know, not only is this, you know, a big celebration for the Beatles, which, you know, I know Paul McCartney is still touring right now. And a lot of people, you know, have their you know opinion on Paul McCartney still performing, you know, by himself. But I, I just look at this, these these beat the Beatles catalog all together. And we, you know, we talk about how great the Beatles are. And this is more for the younger generation as we're kind of educating them on why the Beatles are who they are and why they're still so respected several decades later, even after they've released their final record. So what makes the Beatles so special and why, I guess asking the question, what makes them so special to deserve their own music festival? That's a great question. And um, I, I think it's kind of proven itself over time, right, in a lot of ways by by the fact that it's been going for so long um, is a real tribute to the people who run it um, and uh, who, who make all of this this great music uh, gives us a forum for thinking and deeply about it. In fact, I think it's fair to say that part of the reason we've had such a renaissance in all these Beatles books has a lot to do with the Beatles fest generating this interest in, in digging deeper and diving deeper. Um, the good news about all of this is our students already know they love the Beatles. They, you know, they don't need a fest to tell them that um, they, they, when I teach the Beatles every fall, they, they come well prepared and ready to go. <laughs> I, I think that um, it, it just, you know, I, I, I think part of it is that their music 
has just never, you know, aged. I, I really think that their, you know, they, they, their message is universal, um, you know, and their music sounds as fresh as it ever has. Um, you know, interest has just never died. I mean, you know, you'll find when you come to the fest that uh, the crowd has just gotten younger and younger. Um, this the last fest was in April um, in uh, at the New York uh, uh, Metro Fest, and I was amazed at the number of teenagers that were there. And I'll tell you, they have trivia contests there, mm. and some of these kids can can whip your behind in, in <laughs> trivia. Let me tell you, um, I mean, they are serious, and uh, and there are more panels that are uh, are at this these fests that have younger and younger fans that are starting their own podcasts, their own YouTube channels. Um, there is, I, I think there is no danger <laughs> of any interest abating in uh, the Beatles. And I think mm. it is. It's just that their their music is absolutely timeless. Absolutely. And timeless is definitely the word that I look to you know, kind of recap with the Beatles and kind of associate with them. And that's, you know, one of the big reasons I even started this podcast is I've told, you know, Dr. Womack several times, you know, we celebrate classics and create new ones. That's pretty much our slogan here. And as you know, the Beatles are as timeless as it gets. And this festival, I'm very excited, obviously, to, you know, hear some of the old time Beatles music. And I'm going to I'm going to bring Kid on for this first part, because I think I've asked Dr. Womack this before. But so, Kid, let's let's travel back a little bit, hit that time machine for you. Let's travel back to the first time in the first moment you heard the Beatles. How does how exactly were you feeling and what did you think? Well, the first time that I, I really got interested in the Beatles is I had heard them uh, as a kid. My my father is uh, not a professional musician, but plays several instruments and would play Beatles, the Beatles around the house. But, you know, when you're really young, you know, it's you're not paying quite as much attention to what your parents like. But I uh, remember eighth grade. <laughs> Chorus class, 1985. Um, you know, I, I was taking this class and people could, students could bring in their own music on Fridays uh, and, uh, you know, for everybody to enjoy. I think it was also a way for the teacher to uh, take a day off of class each week, <laughs> but that's another story. But uh, this one student brought in sort of the pre-Beatles One collection, which was the 20 Greatest Hits. Um, album you know, on cassette and uh, and brought it for you know to play to the class and I'll never forget it. Eight days a week came on mm. and and that grabbed me. Um, you know the way the fade in at, at the beginning, the way the you know the guitars faded in, that unique beat, uh, you know that hand clapping in in the mm -hmm. middle. Uh, the interesting, the chord changes, it just grabbed me. And, you know, hey, I was listening to Duran Duran, Wham, I mean, all that stuff. And and not to put it down, I still love that stuff. But it just sounded different than what I was listening to at the time. And I thought, you know, I think I need to check this band out. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I've sold them short. And uh, that was it. I was hooked. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, so the first time I heard them, don't remember the exact year like you like you did that was that was impressive um because i don't even have to travel back that far to remember um but it had to be around 1994 1995 i was a 
was a toddler, um, you know, getting ready to go to preschool. I remember that at least. And the same way, my dad didn't play music worth a darn, but he listened to music and had vinyl records. And he put on this record that I didn't know. But, I, you know, I pick up the record and it's just a bunch of, you know, white guys walking across the road. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, and I'm, you know, a young black kid. And I'm used to my dad listening to George Clinton and Rick James and stuff. So this is the first time I've heard him really put anything else on other than R&B, funk and soul. And I'm like, uh, dad, what is this? You know, uh, is this what you're listening to right now? And uh, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like really disappointed. He's like, you don't know about the Beatles? I'm like. You know, looking back, I'm like, dang, dad, a little harsh. I was only four or five years old, like <laughs> in the 90s. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, so I, and the reason I asked him who it was, because I know he was listening to it because it was by the record player and he doesn't take the records out. So he's like, yeah, this, you know, so he, that was my introduction to the Beatles. And obviously the album I'm talking about, a bunch of white guys walking across the road is Abbey Road. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun. So that was that was my introduction. Here comes the sun was the first song and my first moment I heard the Beatles and just fell in love. The songwriting just so beautiful, um, smooth lyrics. Fell in love with them and just been hooked on them ever since and sparked a whole music lover in myself. You know, getting in the radio eventually. Um, creating playlists, working with Spotify and Apple Music and things like that. Yeah, that's that sparked everything for me. So, Dr. Womack, I believe we've got this story from you before, but let's recap your first moment with the Beatles. Sure. Mine's kind of lame, but here we go. Um, I, it's hard, hard I, to top kits, right? I, I, <laughs> I, I don't even want a top kit because she's kid. <laughs> she's <laughs> right. right. got her own brand, and it's a wonderful brand. Um, I... I, dis I discovered them in a, in a strange kind of nerdy way through the cartoons when they preempted my show um, that I was watching as a kid um, for, for my, you know, my morning breakfast routine. And uh, like you, I, I heard them and I was hooked. I think it was the I want to hold your hand episode. Uh, oh, no, it was help. The help mm -hmm. episode of the Beatles cartoons. And. I, I simply thought, where is this music been? And I, what's great about that is I know it's what's happening all over the world right now uh, with kids who are discovering the Beatles. And uh, I, I share that and love that moment of discovery. I, you know, listening to you guys right now, it occurred to me that one of my favorite things about the Beatles is the way that they lead me to other music. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, that, I have I, I keep a little running playlist of, you know, the favorite Womack songs of the moment. And I think there are five or six hundred of them. And the Beatles are on there, you know, probably about 10 times. But it's all of this other music that I got to because I learned to understand and respect what they were doing and 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 understand those qualities that go into that music that I've discovered so much more music than the Beatles ever made, you know, and, and that's one of the beautiful things that makes you like other music better. And it, it also, to quote Kurt Vonnegut, makes you like life better. And I could use some of that. I think we all could. That is such a good point, because, you know, would we have known Arthur Alexander or Larry Williams if not for these four men? I mean, you know, and thank God, because when you go back and listen to their, you know, early R&B stuff, I mean, mm -hmm. great records. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and, and thank God for the Beatles for introducing us to them. 
it's it's sometimes even more esoteric than that though you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like they help me find my way into contemporary musics that i might not listen to otherwise you know things like that it's just the oddest most satisfying thing and i i think they've helped train us to do that in a way in a good way sure. oh yeah absolutely yeah and even you know for generations you know what i love about the beatles is kind of you know piggybacking off what dr womack was saying everyone discovered the beatles in their own unique way mm-hmm. um you know like my kids for example they were they're born in the 2010s so like yeah. <laughs> how, how how in the world are they going to know who the Beatles are? You know, all all they got left is Paul and Ringo at that point. So um, they their their way of it getting introduced, not only other than me, was the B movie. So like you know, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> so it's like uh, everyone has their own unique way of discovering the Beatles. Now you know, I have a serious question, kind of because I didn't exactly know how to answer this question, other than you have to be a Beatles fan to understand. Um, but, you know, when I mentioned this to a couple of friends of mine in the industry and I'm like, you know, obviously very excited about this three day festival taking place in Chicago, August 12th through the 14th, uh, the Beatles Festival, a, a festival for Beatles fans. And I mentioned this to some friends of mine and they're like, well, why don't you just go to a Paul McCartney or Ringo show instead? And I, I didn't know exactly how to answer that. So if I was to present the same question to you guys, how would you answer a stupid question like that? Well, you know, that that is, of course, one way of of enjoying the music is to see it perform live. In fact, it's one of the best ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to go and and hear a master like Paul McCartney perform his music. You know, I, I recommend it to anybody <laughs> um, you know, while we still can. I mean, he's a living treasure. Right. You know, he's an international living treasure. I don't know how else to put it, um, you know, but beyond that, um, there are lots to lots of ways to. Uh, to celebrate something and to take a deep dive. One of the first things my dad did after I discovered those cartoons was go get a bunch of books from the library and the Beatles. There weren't many at the time, but he, he got everything they had. And, uh, you know, it, it was a life changer for me and it drew me into thinking deeply in this way. But there are lots of ways to enjoy the Beatles, right? Others, um, you know, others find themselves in the music and they play it. Right. They learn how to perform it. And, and that's wonderful, too. Yeah. I mean, I I did. I, I caught Paul on, on this last tour and and, uh, oh, nice. and yeah, I saw him in Orlando and, and incredible. I mean, you know, what can you say? He's Paul McCartney. I mean, one <laughs> of the greatest, you know, artists there is. And, and he, he was amazing. So you bet. That's a great way uh, to uh, to experience the music. Um but, uh, but as Ken said, there are so many other ways to experience it. At the mm-hmm. fest, of course, you get to network with fellow fans. And there's, you know, yes, you can do that online. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's nothing that beats doing it in person. And you meet friends that I've, I've met so many people there that have become dear friends over the years. And, um, and uh, you get to, to go there and, and fully indulge in in your hobby i mean where else can you go and you know debate which take of a certain song you like the best i mean it's you know and you could do it and it's okay everybody's talking about stuff like that you also are going to you know learn different things that i mean every time i go uh and i'll go to different panels i'll I'll learn something that Mm. i i didn't know before and it's just amazing how you know even after all this time there's always something new to, to learn about the Beatles. 
I mean, it's it, it never ceases to amaze me. Um, and and also, as Ken said, you know, people express their fandom in, in different ways. That's what our our book explores. Um, you know, at the fest, there there are art contests, there are battle the bands, sound like bands. I mean, you know, wow. people express. Yeah, I mean, they're all different things there, and and people express their fandom in in so many different ways. So while going to a concert is definitely great, I recommend it to anybody. Um, you know, but there are other ways to to get involved and express your fandom. And, and the fest is a is a great way to, you know, go in there and get your feet wet and, and fully explore the fan community. Two of many speakers that will be at the Beatles Festival coming to Chicago, August 12th through the 14th. Again, Kid O'Toole and Dr. Kenneth Womack joining us here on the podcast. So as, as we look back, and I'm definitely putting you guys on the spot, and I think I've done this with Dr. Womack before, but Kid's a first-timer, so we got to put her on the spot as well, too. So oh, you know, she likes we, that. So yes, not a problem. We, we, so as we look back, and I'm sure this is an answer that will probably change probably by the next hour, let alone the next day. So, you know, as we look back and as we get older, you know, I feel like our taste in the Beatles music also changes where and what I mean by that is our personal favorites um, may change. And for me, at least that's how it works for me as when growing up, you know, Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper's were my two favorite Beatles albums. But as I've get, gotten older, honestly, Revolver and the White Album have overtaken both of those as my personal favorites just as I've gotten older. So, Kit, putting you on the spot today. What do you think? You know, we have our favorite Beatles records and then overall, our opinion, their best record top to bottom. Oh, boy. OK, best uh, in, in my opinion, best album top to bottom. Um, Rubber Soul. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think. Uh, well, OK, cool. I, it's kind of a tie for me. Rubber Soul and Revolver, because in a way they're bookends. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of a it's a it's a close one because they're they both were, you know, such a. In fact, I think it was uh, George Harrison in in the anthology documentary that talked about this that he really saw them as chapter one, chapter two, mm. um, and uh, that they you know were just the pinnacle you know, records um, or the the, the um, essential records of their artistic development. And there are just so many tracks on there that today there's there's nothing that sounds like them. Like, um, you know, on, on Rubber Soul, Norwegian Wood. I can't think of any record today that sounds like that. I mean, it's, you know, and on Revolver, uh, probably my favorite all-time Beatles song, and, and people to this day still say they don't believe me, but I don't care, is Tomorrow Never Knows.
I think mm. that is the most incredible song I have ever heard. I mean, it is just a masterpiece as, as far as I'm concerned. And again, I can't think of any song today that sounds anything like that. No. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it, you know, it is just an absolute uh, masterpiece, a kind of an experiment, uh, and, uh, and, you know, lyrically, sonically, you name it. Um, so I'm going to have to cheat a little bit and, <laughs> uh, and kind of say those two, because I see them as, as bookends. But again, as you pointed out, DC, ask me tomorrow mm-hmm. and you may get a different answer. <laughs> that's the, that's the beauty of the Beatles. Um, yep. so, so many great records that you can choose from that, are all equally incredible and all to give you different vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's what I love the most about the Beatles. And that's why I'm so excited about this festival. And before, before we jump out of here, I definitely got to get a, I guess a sneak peek, uh, what we call a tease in this business. I know you guys know of that. So, you know, you guys are two guest speakers at this Beatles festival. So we'll start with Kit. What exactly can fans look forward to at your panel? Well, I'm going to be doing uh, different panels. Uh, One of them is going to be a historian's panel where we are going to look back at the Get Back documentary. We are going to Mm. talk about how the documentary changed or didn't change uh, Beatles history. Um, You know, how it impacted their story. We did this in New York and it was a big hit. And and uh, we really get the audience involved. So uh, so I think, you know, we really want people to get involved in the discussion. Um, And uh, and then Ken and I are going to do a panel that is still kind of in the works. So I don't want to give too much away about that. Uh, But it has to do with the podcast. It does have to do with the podcast that I co-host and and Ken um, is is uh, involved with periodically called Talk More Talk. So. So, uh, but I can't, I can say that. And there's another panel I'm involved with, which I can't say too much about yet either, because we're still working out the topic. So I'm going to be in at least three panels. So you'll, you'll see me around, believe me. (laughs) Awesome. Busy, busy, busy. So Dr. Womack, um, are are you not able, is is that the only guest panel is the one you're not able to tell us about? No, no, no. So I'm (laughs) I'm at least a couple more. I'm a, I'm doing a big talk on uh, on Mal Evans. He was a guest at the second Beatles Fest in 1975 in New York City. And uh, just a few months ago, I was able to get my hands on a recording of Mal speaking at the Fest. So I'm going to do a talk and uh, share Mal's own words about how Mal felt about the Fest and uh, and just share maybe a little bit of a sneak peek preview of what I'm doing uh, on that project. And then I think I'm also working with a guy named Jay Bergen, who's written a a very good book about his work as John Lennon's attorney in the 1970s. So, um, but, but like Kit said, this is just a small taste of all of the things uh, that'll be taking place. It'll, it'll be quite a show. Yes. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'll be at the August 13th date. Uh, staying overnight in Chicago. So that'll be the one I'll be at. But again, everyone listening, it is all weekend, August 12th through the 14th in Chicago. Get your tickets. Of course, the link is in the bio. If you're listening right now, just scroll on down and click the link and get your tickets and join us. So I cannot bring both of you on without talking record club. Uh, Please to, to the audience, get them, get them engaged and tell them about record club. 
Sure. We've been hosting. We're about to go into our seventh year, I believe, believe it or not. Wow. And uh, we, I've been hosting a, a thing called Tuesday Night Record Club here at Monmouth University. And we've been online, as you might imagine, during the pandemic. And we're going to continue to make it available online because we've grown such a big audience that way. But uh, each month we do a classic album. And last night, Kit was there right with me. And we did uh, the Go-Go's Beauty and the Beat. And, um, you know, as always, Kit just brought it. Uh, but uh, I, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it, Kit? It really was. And, and I've uh, co uh, I've been a guest on several uh, record clubs before. They are always a great great time you know an opportunity to just dive deep into these classic albums and and i learn things uh from doing them i mean you know you find out these facts and all about the recording of the albums and and we explore with the audience you know why these albums are so important why they're still relevant today they're just such fun Ooh, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Absolutely good stuff. Thank you so much for promoting that as well. I'm a big fan of the record club. I was able to tune in a couple of times, actually, to record club. I know one was the Beach Boys Pet Sounds episode, um, and that was a ways back. But I remember that episode, and I think there was another one um, that I tuned in. I think it was, was it Marvin Gaye? It may have been. I remember that. And you know what? You need to, to co-host one this year. Why don't you and I sit down and we'll pick one and, and we can have some fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. hundred percent down hundred percent big fan of the record club and you two do great work for music um, and for music fans everywhere. And that's why it's an absolute pleasure. And I'm honored to have both of you on my podcast today. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, kid, you can get back to hurdle. Um, I know you've been killing my timeline with the hurdle games on Facebook, um, but no, all seriousness though, you guys, you guys do great work and I appreciate both of you for coming on and Kit knocked it out of the park. I mean, you've raised the bar for first time guests on here. My goodness. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Dr. Womack, always great having you and definitely looking forward to sitting down with you and coming up with something to co-host the record club on and look forward to finally seeing you in person. Well, we'll, we'll get that done in August and maybe what we'll do is we'll sit down and take a look at the list and we'll pick one. That sounds great. And kid, obviously looking forward to meeting you. Thank you so much for coming on and I'll see you guys at the Beatles Festival August 13th. Outstanding. Sounds good. Time Travel with DC Hendricks on the Music Vibes Podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify on your mobile device. Podcasts by Federated Media.